This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Double Down. Uh, there might be a tagline, but probably not. Atlanta here, recording on location. Uh, let's see, life pro tip. Um, if, if you're tired of being awake, go to sleep. If you're tired of being asleep, go go to wake. You know what I mean? Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. I'm Hot Horse Feathers Lanta. And Troy is, I don't know, doing Troy stuff. Yeah. He's out painting trees. Yeah, like like he's wont to do. He's always, he always be painting trees. Classic Troy. And we continue on with October for Neil Breen month. It's more Neil Breen. Yeah. This time we watched Double Findings. Yes, Fateful Down. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Neil Breen. It sure is something. I never knew what a Neil Breen was till last week and this week, but man, I'm glad I do now. Yeah, Neil Breed is a very unique genius filmmaker. filmmaker. Uh, so just so everybody's aware, nobody in this movie has a name. Nope. And that's important. Nobody. Names cost extra. They weren't working with name budget. Nah. Or makeup. Or lighting. The laptop budget was through the roof, though. Laptop budget and fancy cars from the early 2000s was through the roof. The tuna budget definitely through the roof. Tuna budget was three quarters of the budget. This man had so many spent tuna cans. I had never seen so many spent tuna cans in all my life. And we're going to talk about this, and you're going to say, guys, this doesn't make any sense. And you're right. Okay, is everything okay at home? I challenge anyone to watch this film and tell me what the fuck is even happening. Neil Breen. Anyway. It's more basically Tim and Eric. We start off in the desert. We're at the he likes to film at the rocks. He films at the rocks a lot. Yeah. You ain't got to pay to film at no rocks. Um, it's an excellent time to continue the Neil Breen game of drink when you see a laptop. My beer went fast. Because he always has so many laptops. I don't, I don't want to, nor will I ever understand, but... So much laptops. They're never turned on. It's true. 
But there's a lot of them. Yep. At least four every time you see. If you see one, you're going to see three more. So the beginning, the book, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's the desert, and we are treated to uh, exposition dialogue, which lasts oh, conservatively half the damn movie, like like fifteen to twenty minutes. You you really uh, sum it up in like a sentence, but he he really busted out the thesaurus for this one. He just kept saying the same sentence with slightly different words over and over and over. He is some kind of government agent. He can kill everybody. He doesn't want to kill everybody. He's being bugged. He -hmm. can kill everybody. He met his wife when he was seven, even though he's referred to her as wife, fiance, and girlfriend throughout the film at different times. He loved her ever since... They were seven. They were going to get married. Except for she's been dead for a long time. Yeah. Uh, he's a... He's not only a master computer hacker and espionage agent, but also... A biological terrorist. A biological terrorist. But he's a good guy. Yeah, he's on our side, though. He's one of the good biological terrorists. I don't understand any of it. I can't say that I want to. And he's been hired by organization to shut down. Naming the organization would be too damn expensive. Yeah. Um, he's got to shut down the Las Vegas Strip for for like, like a week. Uh, yeah, for reasons. And he's not going to do it by computer hacking. He's going to do it with um, biological weapons. Uh, I think something in his syringe, also possibly three pounds worth of anthrax. Little syringes of poison. The anthrax comes into play later, but yes. And uh, he also hallucinates his dead girlfriend wife. A lot. All the time. He also hallucinates her in a green sleeping bag. Yeah. Or very least. Sometimes just talking to her. Her plastic skeleton bones. Or her practically naked in a pool. He also All this sees... happens in like the first 20 minutes of the movie, mind you. Yeah. This movie is probably, by volume, 40% stock footage. I said stock footage so many times when we were watching this movie. Yeah, and it'll cut to what is basically unrelated stock footage. It's just nothing. He'll talk about poisoning the populace, and then you see footage at a grocery store checkout for like five minutes. And then it's back to more laptops and cans of tuna. Yeah, because he lives in his car. You don't even get time for jump cuts. There is a pretty amazing scene where he is uh, 
driving and eating tuna, and he spills like a can and a half of tuna all over himself. Out of the one can. Almost crashes his car. He spills a can and a half of tuna on his lap while he's eating out of a still full can of tuna, and yeah, almost wrecks his car because this man loves his canned tuna. And uh, to be clear, he's the best at espionage. And eating tuna and almost wrecking his car. And desert hallucinations where he wakes up under his car for some reason. He gets mad because he slept in the hot gravel. He eventually meets up with government agency. Not the ones who hired him to shut down Vegas, but the actual government. The other other ones. Consisting yeah. of Dave Heidecker. There's Tim Heidecker's cousin, we assume. And uh, that old guy. Yeah. Oh, wait, we forgot to mention that he also has the ability to make the the invisible uh, shield. We also forgot to mention his biological implants, which is really just LASIK eye surgery stock footage, but he's got it. Yeah, he has the ability to cloak his car and also explode your head if you get too close. And he's got just as many flip phones as he does laptops. And uh, another theme of the movie is bringing up something, showing it, and it never comes up again. Damn right. Like the, the way invis- I like it. Like the cloaking device that explodes your head. It only happened the one time. Yeah. And it was the quietest explosion I've ever heard. Fair. So the government wants him to find the guy with the anthrax. Which is unrelated to his biological terrorism. But he's very against others' biological terrorism, but very for his own personal. Well, no, it's because he's a good guy biological terrorist, and the other guys are bad guy biological terrorists. Yeah, it's his quest, apparently, according to the government. Yes. What quest, I hear you ask? I don't know. I think it maybe is for revenge for when his wife got shot in the spine naked. I thought she just had a wicked tan line, but turns out it was just a very light bikini bottom. That's true. She definitely didn't want to get naked. You could tell by the way she refused to have her back not facing the camera. She wanted to get naked enough. Neil Breen, though, he was hanging dong. He didn't give a fuck. Yep. You get to see his whole undercarriage. Yeah, it's it's a bizarre shot. I don't know. And it only happens for like a couple of seconds. And, and then he's gone. Because they're naked in the pool. His wife gets shot in the spine. He cries at the blood flower. He then is floating next to her in the pool. Well, it shows her floating in the pool, and then him for a split second, and then he's gone. Yeah, because he's back to crying at the blood flower. I don't understand. So the the government's got him hunting down the anthrax man. 
which he no first he has to assassinate the guy it's not the anthrax man yet first is the assassination at the the like quickie wedding chapel place we have missed so much stuff that doesn't matter uh, what about that old guy, the hermit that lived in the rocks? Oh, right. I forgot. I'm sorry. Santa Claus lived in the rocks and gave him the pyrite. So old hermit Santa Claus lived in the rocks, gave him a piece of pyrite. And, and died he immediately. He died instantly upon beating Neil Breen. And then he got As we all a were, rock. To be fair. Uh, he was just buried in rocks. Yeah. Not even an appropriately sized rock grave. He somehow shrunk this old Santa Claus. He cut his legs off. Uh, I think the rock has powers. I don't know. It's wildly unclear. Sometimes you gotta bury your own. He tried to un- he tried to fix brain cancer with it on some kid. I don't. I don't know. That was like the first shot indoor shot of the whole movie, and it didn't happen for like forty five minutes. And then, like, I guess it worked. Uh, they never talk about it again, so presumably... It was the weirdest damn scene ever. He needed more water in his wine glass, even though his wine glass full of water was still three-quarters full. And the young girl really had to plead with her grandma if she could get him more water or not. And I didn't understand. I don't see how you're getting mixed up. This movie's pretty cut and dry, I'd say. It's more straightforward than cut and dry. <laughs> yeah, it's totally understandable as to what's happening and what scene yeah. leads to another and why it's doing it. Probably because it's so sequential. Yeah. Anytime they're in Vegas, there's a lot of whistles, and I don't 100% understand what that's about. You made fun of me because I didn't understand the whistles. You told me that I should know, and now I find out that you don't know? That's because I was lying. Oh, <laughs> I should have known. You always be lying. Except for out Neil Breen and how he's a greatness. genius filmmaker. The greatest filmmaker of our generation. Really ahead of the, his time. It's very avant-garde. You mean avant-garde? I do mean that. Um, Why didn't you say it, Chris? Yeah, my favorite part about this is we can kind of just say things and it doesn't matter what order we say them in because it doesn't really matter. That's how they shot the movie, in no order, and none of it mattered. Yeah. It basically, like, they're in Vegas, something happens, he runs up a rocky slope. We the ending at the end, and that's it. We can just pick whenever this ends and just say the ending. Yeah. It doesn't actually matter. So, he, uh, he goes to a hotel to perform his assassination, but first he needs to gear up. So he, I think what happens is he pays, like, the valet guy $200 to take what I am almost positive is the same Rolls Royce from Fateful Findings. I think it is, too. There's no way he had two Rolls Royces or could even afford to rent two Rolls Royces. These movies were filmed like eight years apart, but I'm still pretty sure that was the same Rolls Royce. So he he pays 200 bucks to get this Rolls Royce for an hour. 
so he can go to the quickie wedding chapel because his target just got married. The government told him this, I think. Or possibly he found out what his elite computer hacking skills. Hey, government, and don't forget his direct TV satellites that he has to constantly fix on the back of his car. Yeah. That's I mean, how else are you going to get all them, all them laptops hooked up to the internet, right? You have to use a spacer wrench on bolts that don't exist on the side of your DirecTV satellites to get all your laptops and flip phones to sync up. If you're not doing it with at least four laptops and three flip phones and two DirecTV antennas, what are you even really doing? Are you even really hacking? I don't think so. I'm amazed he was just holding the one wrench. He should have had like two wrenches in each hand. The other hand was reserved in case he needed a quick tuna (laughs) pick-me-up. Or to hold his pyrite. Guy stored his pyrite in an empty tuna can in which he had like 200 in the trunk of his car. He's like, you know, environmentally conscious. I assume he was going to recycle those. Or he just just had his stores things just in his tuna cans. So he picks up a couple after he injects a strawberry with substance out of a syringe. Neo brain poison. Yeah. Uh, Non-anthrax. He picks up this newly married couple. They immediately regret their decision to get married. Why did I marry you? Oh no, I don't feel well. I need a drink. And Neil Breen says, I got you, fam. I've got these totally non-poison strawberries floating in crystal clear champagne. Yeah. This isn't sparkling water. This is champagne. I don't feel so good. I'm dead. I'm in the trunk. Yeah, so the groom is poisoned and put in the trunk. Uh, the bride isn't... The bride's a lot tougher, because she, she's like, whatever, dog, that wasn't even poison to me. Yeah, she just kind of, like, forgets what happened for the last, like, 24 hours. Neil Breen says that they're married. Oh, what? I'm married to you. I don't remember. They were drinking well, and having a good time, and then they got they married. Had, they had sex by the fountain. Yeah. Like you do. He like gets a call do. on his flip phone from a government. How many flip phones? Uh, just the one this time. Weak. The government says that he done absconded the wrong motherfuckers. So he just drives and uh, throws the corpse out, demands that the bride gets out, but then drags her out. She maybe is dead. It's wildly unclear. She had a slower metabolism than the uh, the groom. Yeah. So he it put, just took her longer to die. He puts her on the ground next to her dead husband and says, that's your actual husband later. And she, and she looks dead. I mean... Yeah. But I don't know. Because it turns out he was supposed to grab the other married couple. I'm going to start a Twitter account just so I can try to contact Neil Breen. Okay. That seems reasonable. Yep. So I can ask him questions about all of his movies. Like, Mostly, what what the hell is going on? Why are you doing that? Yeah. That's fair. 
Um, What's up with that Ferrari? Well, we haven't got there yet. We know it's coming, Chris. <laughs> so uh, he has to circle back and find the other couple that just got married, because that's the real couple he was looking for. But they drove out to the fucking quarry at some point. They killed themselves. Yeah, by shooting themselves directly in the center of the head. But there's no bullet wounds. They're just a tiny smear of blood on each of their faces. Yeah. They use that classic suicide method of shooting yourself directly in the center of the forehead. No bullet holes. Without bullets. They shot themselves with blanks. But Neil Breen says, fuck it. A, a W is a W in his book. <laughs> Are they dead? Yep. Okay, cool. That's all I need. Probably. They're still sitting up, so yeah, they're probably dead. And so with that mission successfully failed into correctly, he uh, heads back out to the desert to adjust his uh, direct TV dishes, uh, remind his dead wife hallucination how much he loved her and will always love her, and she will be with him forever, even in death. He yammers something about how he needs to stop time? Yep. And then I think we see more footage of her in the green sleeping bag. Yeah. Which is And then the plastic skeleton again. Yeah. Also sometimes the children are there. Them as children are there. Yep, for some reason. Uh Santa Claus still dead, just for the record. Yep, they show that again too for some reason. Um at one point he does scream or ask his dead parents if uh, there's a heaven. Yeah, that was a weird, completely out-of-nowhere scene, just like all the other scenes in this movie. Um, I don't remember what they said. Uh, something unmemorable. Yeah, probably like maybe or something. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> I think those were the exact words. They said probably like maybe. That's definitely what they said. Uh, this is when he now gets his next assignment. Possibly from the government. I think it's from the government. Where he has to hunt down the anthrax dealer. Was this the weird scene at the Target parking lot? Yes, that's where he gets his orders. Where that lady with her skirt slid up to her hip socket accidentally crashes her car into the car and leaves a wad of gum with a microphone in it on the side of his car? He said it was a diode, of... which somehow makes even less sense than it being a microphone. Yeah, it's a, a tracking diode. Yeah, you know, that thing that totally exists. Yeah, those are real. Garmin has him. Um, also, some some other woman is recording this all going down with her JVC handy cam. Yep. Um, she gets shot by someone. I don't know who. I don't even know who the fuck she was or what team she was playing for. She dies. She also dies from bullet holeless blood splatter to the forehead. Yeah. She died like she, she died lived. from. Mild, unexplainable bleeding from the face. Yeah. I say she was picking at some acne and bled a little and just died. 
she had super bad blood pressure, so all it took was that yep. slight deviation. It was so bad. It was like 500 over 200. Yeah, so just the tiniest just little bit just threw it all out of whack. The strong breeze could have killed her. And they knew that. They called her out on that windy day. They knew what would happen. Indestructible. This cute little color bug is pancreatic cancer. The Simpsons. So, uh, Neil Breen takes off with government following him in their Jeep Wrangler, but then they're not there any anymore. I don't, I don't know. The Jeep Wrangler was sick. That's what all the government agents ride. He went to, uh, pick up a car for his next doodad mission, which involved him calling up uh, the CIA deep cover sex worker, he says, unsure. Yep, she was a prostitute. And I'm he, sorry, commercial sex worker, Troy would tell me. He paid her... And he's not here, he's off somewhere painting trees. That's true. Neil Breen pays her $100 to provide a distraction after he picks up Anthrax Man... The distraction being he pulls up with Anthrax Man in a parking lot. And where she, she shows is. him some shoulder? Yeah, which he is so enthralled by, presumably sexually. Oh man, look at that shoulder. Which gives Neil Breen the time he needs to inject him full of red fluid. Yeah, the strawberry poison. That's an airborne poison for some reason he said several times. Yeah, except for it, it's always injected into things. Right. I don't I don't understand. But I want to understand. Do you know what I mean? I do. Um, he takes him in this Ferrari, same Ferrari from uh Fateful Findings 90 90% sure. Drives to meet with the government somewhere. The government Pulls their guns on him because the he revealed who it was because he was using a totally fake beard and mustache to hide his identity. That was the realest fake beard and mustache I've ever seen in my whole life. The government I mean, pulls like my guns. beard and mustache, they're fake. I just stick them on there with glue, but it doesn't look anything like that, guys. I need to go to his fake beard and mustache guy. The... The government is all like, oh shit, they pull guns. Neil Breed's like, you idiots. He's definitely sedated. Um, let's let's take him in, and then he drives off. And I guess that's it for that. I don't... I don't know anymore. We, Christian says... A fair point. He's having a fun time looking at these awkward stills of Chris. They are awkward, and still. Just like the real me. So, uh, we're back, uh, in the desert now, because that's what happens. City seed, desert seed, you gotta even it out. Uh, the usual desert things happen. 
uh, several laptops, DirecTV antennas, flip phones, etc., so forth. He uh, yells at his wife hallucination about loving her forever, even in death. Blah, 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 et cetera, so forth. I was listening. Were you? No, I was talking to Christian. I knew that. He's our fun paid wintern. That's what the Discord says, and it couldn't possibly be wrong. It isn't. I agree. That's why I said that. Or isn't it? Or aren't they? They might be. They are. It is. The whole damn thing. The whole damn thing. Yeah, just like this movie. We watched the whole damn thing. Neil Bremont. Anything goes. So now... Uh... He's in the desert, yelling at his ghost wife. His ghost wife. Yeah, she yells back at him. It's confusing. So now uh, we're back in the city, where his next mission from the government is to make the anthrax buy so they can bust the anthrax ring. One three-pound brick of anthrax, please. They they show up at car fire place where all the cars were burnt. Oh yeah, I remember that scene. And uh, they make the deal. People talk on flip phones to no one in particular. It's true. They don't even say hello, they just start having the conversation as soon as they answer the phone. Anytime a phone happens and there's a conversation, it is a one-sided conversation with, like, no fucking context. They couldn't even afford to have the phones ring. Yeah, they just opened the flip phone, like, yeah. Yeah, no, we got the thing. Yeah, no, yeah, totally, the other one, too. Were those, like, fancy phones for the time that this movie was made? That's fancy. Five? As fancy as those laptops were, I can tell you that. Um, I mean, 2005 does feel like forever ago. The the deal goes smoothly or poorly, I'm not 100% sure. The same. Uh, end result being that um, the government busted them they get the anthrax, but it was it was open somehow. I don't. It's the anthrax is open, but the government still calls it a, a win. Yeah. You know, only some anthrax escaped into the atmosphere. It's a madhouse, Danner, 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 Danner. <laughs> so the government says that's an acceptable amount of anthrax. Uh. They're done working with Neil. It's just fine. Everybody's done working with Neil. Uh, they The government says to not try to follow him on account of the last time they sent a drone. He intercepted it with his laptops, their words, and crashed it into the ground, and it was just too expensive to keep t- uh, tabs on him 
on account of he's uh, the best. Around? The best ever at all but things. Will anyone ever bring him down? Uh, no, because he's... His dead wife. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. So, that's, that's done. The government's done now, I guess. More or yeah, less. The whole government, all done. Finished. Um, he does go back to the desert to uh, commune with his dead wife and tell her how much he misses her, loves her, he, she will live on forever inside him, etc. So forth. Runs up the the rocky hill. Uh, I don't, I don't know. He and this you time mean he ran, ran back up the rocky hill. Well, no, this time he runs down the rocky hill, and this is when he just kind of runs. Jeez. For a Keeps while. on running for a while. That was the most expensive shot in the movie. Yeah. Between the three different shots of hot gravel naps and that shot of him running for 15 minutes, that was the budget. He just kind of yells, runs down the hill, and just keeps on running. Beyond like all the tuna can budget, the sleeping in hot gravel budget, the laptop and flip phone and direct satellite TV budget, that was the most expensive shot. Totally worth it. Really t- tied it all together? Yeah. Yes. But now now he's going to enact his vengeance, possibly? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which involves a train. Uh, he's hooking something to the train. An explosive... Full of bioterrorism, I I assume. Strawberry poison. That's my favorite Prince song. It's better than that raspberry beret. He um. He gets ambushed by the gun people. <laughs> But he. It was different people this time, though. The long-haired guy wasn't there. Yeah, they're different gun people, not like the other gun people. These. Well, these... one of them was the same. Uh, that slightly overweight middle-aged black man was there, but Shawn Michaels' stunt double wasn't there. It's true. Uh... So black, slightly overweight middle-aged black man got killed. Yeah, he then, there's a shootout, people... He died the least violent gunshot wound I've ever seen in my whole life. He goes back to the desert, Neil goes back to the desert, uh, realizes that he can't go through with his bioterrorism on account of he is an American, he loves this country... So much that he has to grab fistfuls of sand and tell the sand that he loves it. And then he decides that he's going to stop the terrorist plot that he himself started by uh, recreating a scene from a movie that he made way later. In which government agents, I guess, maybe they're like congressmen, I don't know. He- 
wait, hold on. Is that that scene where all those complete non-actors were all reading off the same teleprompter? Yeah, and they all said the same thing, like, over and over. Yes, because it's filmmaking. You don't know. Uh, so he tells them what the what's going on. Uh, we are escalated to a code orange directly into a code red. There was no code black watch plaid. I was upset. You should be. Phil Ken 7. You know what I mean? I do. I do. Harvey Birdman turning it law. The, uh... The government people say words. There's a shootout with Neil Breen fucking akimbo and handguns. He had four flip phones in one hand and two handguns in the other. Uh, He did find his pyrite, which is somehow relevant to this. It was in the 15th tuna can. I don't know how. Uh, whatever the fuck he's doing, he's successful in. He won. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what All he matters. Was, I don't know what he was doing or how he knew when a victory condition had been achieved. But he was winning, Chris. He was winning. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And then, and then I guess it's over now. Damn! Already. Really, I honestly feel like we said everything that happened in this movie. It's, yeah, it's weird because there's so much just... Beginning of it, rephrasing of the same stuff over and over. Yeah. And there's just a lot of, like, cutting over to stock footage where he talks about the same thing over and over. Airport stock footage. Las Vegas stock footage. LASIK eye surgery stock footage. He loves his wife. They were going to have kids, and it was taken from him. They met when they were seven. If you take the time to watch this movie, you'll realize this was like really, this is one of our most thorough retellings. We missed nothing. No, I feel like we hit all of the major plot points. He spilled a bunch oh, of tuna, almost crashed Hold on car. a second. Let me completely recap the entire movie real quick. Please do. Uh, he's some sort of government agent slash non-government agent slash biological terrorist slash good guy. Uh-huh. He pretty much lives out that Mercedes. Uh, he lives on a diet that consists only of tuna. Um... He has a lot of laptops and satellite dishes. Uh-huh. Let's see. He, uh... uh he's the best. That, I feel like he, that needs to be said. Best around. No one's ever going to bring him down. We, we went over that. Um, wedding chapel scene. That Santa Claus hermit that died from nothing. A lot of people died from nothing. Anthrax. Brain cancer kid. Yeah, brain cancer kid getting him water. Uh, you had all those nondescript government officials at the end, even though they had descriptions I don't recall. Code red. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Oh, his wife. They met when they were seven. They were in love. They were ever so much in love. 
I think we filled out the runtime. Yeah, we've hit our contractually obligated time limit. Nice. So what do you think about this movie? Uh, who, me? Yeah, you. I will say the same thing about this that I said about Fateful Findings. If you enjoy the comedy of Tim and Eric, I would watch this movie because it is, again, the best trash I've ever seen in my whole life. Uh, if you're all like, I want to watch something that's serious and makes sense and stuff, I probably wouldn't watch this. I loved it. I love me some Tim and Eric, so I love Neil Breen. Uh, if you're expecting anything beyond the Neil Breen movie, don't watch this. But if you're expecting Neil Breen, wa- watch it. This was lit. Troy's going to disagree and rub his forehead raw hearing me say that, but yeah, no, I, I definitely would recommend if you like Tim and Eric watching Neil Breen movies, all of them. True. What do you think, Frozen in Time, rubbing your forehead, Chris? I mean, trying to explain this movie is like it's like trying to explain like a I don't know. You can't explain it. You have to just experience it. It it barely makes sense. In the best possible way. It it's just it, it's just it, it's so hard to describe a Neil Breen film because they're just all over the place I like it because it's weird nonsense I think this one is probably more baffling to watch than Fateful Findings. You can at least, like, follow Fateful Findings. But if you want to watch something that makes you go, wait, what? What? Wait, what? If you want to simulate having, like, a horrible fever and being completely confused as to what's happening around you. You should definitely watch this. Would I recommend it? Maybe. Probably. You might not like it, but I sure did. I dig it. I didn't know what Neil Breen was before we started watching these movies, and I now I love me some Neil Breen. And uh, next time, I don't even know what we're doing right now. Twisted Pear? Sure. I mean, it's still October. We'll do Twisted Pear. That's another Neil Breen movie, so we might as well watch it. It is. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. What if other people would want to tell you that they know what you mean? 
How do? Ah. Good. Or you can find us on the Slaughterhouse Princess because we're Facebook. We're on Facebook. You can go over to SlaughterhousePrincess.com and see all kinds of crap. Like the movies we've watched. Various links to where you can find us. How many times episodes have been downloaded? Chris facts from the first 20 episodes. Uh, I personally am a narcissist and listen to the podcast on Spotify. That works out pretty good. Uh, we're on like iTunes. The whole internet. We've got some YouTube crap. Uh, I think we post tweets. We're on the practically abandoned Reddit. It's r slash SHP podcast. You have to be oddly specific, but you can bark at your Alexis in some capacity. What the hear Slaughterhouse Princess. A big shout out to all of our Patreon backers. Thank you so much. You can go do that at patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com. And there's also Discord and store.slaughterhouseprincess.com for all your Discord and store needs. Yeah. Or wants. It's true. So come back next time for Twisted Pair. Yeah, I'll either be at Chris's house or we'll have another awkward remote episode. I don't mind the taste. Yeah. And while other podcasts... I don't have to smell uh, Chris' genitals when I'm at my own house. It's true. I'll I'll get some in a bag and send it over to you. Please don't. And while other podcasts drink about movies, we'll think about movies? That wasn't right. That was close enough. What? Bye. I probably have something for an outro. I don't know, probably. If not, we do now.